everyone and welcome to Indie Film Review where we review independent films. I am Dan and there is Jared, your intrepid hosts. <laughs> there is Jared. That's me. There is Hello. a Jared here. <laughs> um, normally we watch a, sh a film and we review it and sometimes we have short film episodes where we watch short films and review them. And yeah. this episode is strange because technically uh. it should be a short film episode, but I'm not going to label it as such <laughs> because it's, it's, it's not the same vein as the short film episodes we normally do, but it is two short films we are watching. Um, one is a longer short film. It's like the longest a short film can be before it becomes a feature. And that oh, is, so it doesn't hit that cutoff? It doesn't hit the cutoff, no. Damn. Okay, okay. What is it, 50 minutes, it's right? It's 45 for a short film. 45. I swear it does. Let me look. I thought it was 44 minutes. Whoa, it's right on the edge? Yeah. That's messed up. All right, well, continue. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to review these two films. Uh, we have Cinema Now is the first short documentary we're going to review, and then we're also going to review Apples, Oranges, Lemons, and Limes. Ah, Yes. All of the things I put into my smoothie, my daily smoothie. Mm, Ooh, that's yes, a very tart nutrients. smoothie. I don't even peel them. I just <laughs> chuck them in. Okay, mm. so everyone, Cinema Now is a documentary sent to us by... Luis Helder. And that's regular speak, here I'll do it, is Lewis Holder. <laughs> Lewis Holder. Um... Not, not funny talk. Dan, you're not saying the title correctly. It's cinema now! <laughs> Do you get it now? Okay. Yes, that's the... You have to look away from the mic and yell it at your cat. Why? <laughs> because that's just how you... I don't know. That's how you do it. You're right. They, there's a bunch of people screaming in this film. I don't make the rules. It's just cinema now! Unbelievable. Okay, Dan, continue. Okay, Sorry. so Lewis Holder sent us this Getting film. Getting very emotional. And... <laughs> It is a short, uh, is it 10 minutes or about somewhere around there? Yeah, 15-ish. It is a, it, it's in the vein of the observational mode of documentary filmmaking. And it's very much um, like inspired by direct cinema. And essentially all this is, is just Lewis went out and filmed like really cool footage, like um, f actual film footage. Like he uses a yes. eight millimeter camera and he filmed... Yes the outsides of these independent film theaters in the UK because of the COVID um, shutdown. The COVID-19. Yeah, they, 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 um, they have dwindled in, in, in viewership and attendeeship, and he's just kind of filming these vacant buildings. And mm -hmm. um, you get interstitials of voiceover that is essentially a bunch of people talking about what cinema means to them or yes. how, it, how certain theaters gave them certain memories. And it's, it's really sad, but really interesting be, simply mm -hmm. because it is filmed in, in eight millimeter. I thought that was a really interesting choice. It is the correct choice. Yes. I think without this being an eight millimeter, it would not have held my attention for as long as it did. So with this film, it's very simple premise, like you said. It's just you're filming theaters that have been closed due to the COVID 
And I have been known to say I don't like COVID films. They make me grumpy pants. I get upset because I don't like being reminded that COVID exists because <laughs> we just went through it. But I will say this was a very hypnotic, easy to watch film. And I think that really it's the simplicity of it. It's the music that really helps a lot, too. You have this very somber, hypnotic musical score going on throughout and it's just filming and just watching eight millimeter is so pleasant to me. I really, really enjoy it. So I don't know about other people might find this film more boring. Um, but yeah, I, I was just really entranced by it. it. It was like meditative to me in a way. In film school, if you, if you read up on documentaries, you'll learn that um, Bill Nichols talked about six different modes of documentary. And I've said that this is observational because it's basically a camera observing, right? But mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a second mode there um, that I think is being addressed in here because it reminded me a lot of an old silent film. Of, I think it's Berlin City of a Symphony or Symphony of a City, something like that. And it's just basically somebody went out in Berlin in the 1920s and just shot film of the happenings of the cool. city. And they, they set that nice. to like music. So it kind of has that same feeling and that, that feeling is attributed to what we call a poetic mode in that, like the filmmaker is attempting to bring some form of mood just by yes. showing you these images. And I think that like the eight millimeter helps that the music helps that just, the choice in cinemas helped that because like there's tons of them and he picked like these very specific ones. And it was such a nice touch. Like the very first one that you see, um, it has a poster of the room. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. laugh. Like, and like yes. Mama Mia and stuff. So Jared, my big question <laughs> for you for this film is, uh-huh. I mean, we both think it's special, but how would you pitch this to somebody who may be, like they they're a cinephile but they're like I don't want to watch 8 minutes of film. Yeah, um I would say this would be a something kind of fun maybe to watch in a theater. I think the theater experience actually being in one when you're watching this would be really special. And like just like a quick prep, like let them know what they're getting into and they're like, "Okay, all right." And then cuz like I think people going in blind to this some it, it might catch some people because like for me in the beginning i was like all right what's going on what is this gonna be and then once the dialogue starts to yeah. kick in it starts to guide you a little more and you're like oh, okay all right all right i get it i get it but even for me the uneasiness of not knowing what i'm going to be seeing and being like is it just going to be shots of cinemas and then it becomes that and then i i i, I get over that hurdle like you're saying, it's going to be tough for most people to get over the hurdle of what this film will be. It just depends on what the person is looking to go see. Yes. And, and as long as you know what you're getting into, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. And this could be, again, like a fun thing to tag on to like a bigger yeah, film for sure. with a similar mood to it. You know what I mean? Well, I think kind of like, like what we're doing right now. I'm impressed that like it's in the festival circuit because like this is totally a good festival film. You know? Yeah. Like this yeah. is a good introductory to like the, the mm. it's the first documentary film you see for the entire, it's just sets the tone. It's one of those kind of movies. Yeah, absolutely. And I like to imagine because this is on eight millimeter, right? So they have to like cut this up and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, like actually, love. it was interesting. Yeah. 
you're messing out. I'm messing around with a reel too. So that's really fun. I've always wanted to learn to do that because I love the effects so much. And then because if you're shooting digital and you try to make it look like film, it usually doesn't look that yeah. great. It's kind of hard to yeah. figure that out. But yeah. Super fun, interesting film. Um, thank you so much, Luis, for uh, sending it to us. Really appreciate it. Yes. Now on to the meteor short. Ah, meteor. yes. Is it meteor as in it's falling to hit Earth and kill the dinosaurs? That's what, or I, it's, that's uh, what it sounded like after I said it, but I meant <laughs> Or falling into my mouth as a <laughs> ham sandwich. Your mouth as a ham sandwich. Um, so, all right. So, apples, oranges, lemons, and limes is... I like, great title. I like it's a good title. Yeah, this is a film about a teen. No, well, he's, he's coming out of a teen. He's like a burgeoning young adult. He's... Yeah. He's um, going off to college, and he, the, I guess they're having like a last hurrah or something because yeah, something like it, that. It's like a party that he got invited to because basically he's this this very withdrawn kid. He's been withdrawn his whole life, but he has his best friend, and his best friend goes out and does things. And finally, his best friend convinces him to hey, come to this party. So yeah. he does, and the mantra that this kid says to himself is. Apples, oranges, lemons, and limes. Whenever he feels upset or anxious, right? It's kind of yes. like a, a cool down thing that he's doing. Probably mm -hmm. through therapy, which commend you, good sir. Anyway. Ah, yes. Um, he gets to this party and he starts talking to his childhood crush. And um, the night unfolds from there. Yeah. It's a pretty classic tale. Yes. Let's say, right? I mean, this is... This is like a typical fare of a coming-of-age film, right? It kind of gave me like a book smart vibe to it because that's a similar plot uh -huh. in that film where it's like these two girls, they're nerdy, and they're like, we should really let loose before we go to college. We missed out on so many things. We have to like, let's get crazy and have fun finally for the first time because we've been studying and like hiding away. So yeah, in, in that respect... Here's my question to you. Dan, does this movie speak to you as an older man? I guess that's the um, first hurdle for me. I wouldn't say it spoke to me, but it, like, mm. you, what do you mean? What, what exactly do you mean by that? So could you relate to any of these instances? Did this feel familiar to you? Were you sympathetic to this uh, character's plight? Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I, 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 could, I could relate to it. There were, there were, um, there were a few scenes where I'm like, it was a little rough because like I didn't, I guess because of my age. Yeah. But yeah. Retrospectively thinking about where I was and who I am and who I've become like, yeah, I can see similarities and a couple of the similarities were just in the dialogue um, of people that I've, I've known before. Like, yeah, yeah. One, one of the best, like, I don't even know if it was meant to be funny, but it made me laugh a lot. Um, they're they're all doing uh, a drinking game, uh, the Ring of Fire, that card game. Mm -hmm. they're, they're drinking, <laughs> they're drinking through that, and um, they get to a four, and you know four is whores, and all the women have to drink. And she's like, four is for classy women. Four is for classy <laughs> women. Thank you. Yeah, and then and she downs a natty light. And I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like classy. that exact dialogue. I'm sure we've yeah. all heard. Yeah. When we've experienced that game. It's funny how that one game is called so many different things, too. 
because I, I know what a circle of death and you said ring of fire but it's yeah. like all the same type of game so let's cover like the the cinematography the camera work and and some of the sound effects like all that outside stuff and then get into like the story and like how we felt about it. Okay, so the cinematography, um, a lot of it is happening in low light, and what is troublesome about that is some of the, it just there was a lot happening in shadow some of the time, but yes. then you get a lot of really cool shadow effects. So it's like, I don't necessarily mm -hmm. want to poo-poo the low light because it, it looked good in some areas. In the other areas, I'm like, I wish there was a little bit more light here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like some of the inside shots at the party were looking a little muddy. Mm -hmm. And then when they went outside to do Flip Cup, I'm like, man, this movie looks really good right yeah. now. Yeah. It's like they nailed the lighting outside, but then when they were inside, they were using actual lighting of the room. Yeah. You know, like they turned on that little chandelier thing, and that thing was so bright that it was like washing out. It was like a, um, a blurry... Uh, what's like a Vaseline type of effect yeah, sometimes almost. that was a little annoying to me where I wanted the camera to focus on certain things and it wasn't. Um, so you were noticing that too? Yeah, a little bit. Um, the biggest strength I think of the film though is the acting and the chemistry between the, the two characters. Yeah, I like the two leads a lot. I like the the guy with the long hair. We didn't talk about how cool his hair is. <laughs> Here, I'll pull up their name. Henry and I forgot her name. Henry, person of the year. No, it's uh, Henry and Natalie are the character Natalie. names. So we have Calvin Waldo as Henry and then Sky Marie Senna as Natalie. I think they both did great. Yeah, no. like I mean, everybody. Um, they, they definitely hold the movie together. Everybody did great, but it's like if you have two people who, like, are the crux of your film. Yeah. The chemistry should be there, and the, the chemistry works here. But... Yes. I, I think that's why I like the film, because the chemistry kind of fools you, in that um, this girl is, like, very, very clear that she's, like, we're not falling for each other right now. But mm -hmm. at the same time, she is letting herself be this... Like it almost seems like she is interested, so she's teetering this line yeah. between not interested and in, and is interested. Well, it's it's like fighting tropes. Like they're yeah. all aware of how tropey this is, yeah. so she's trying to fight against it. And it's you know it's like just because you walk me home and just because you're nice to me doesn't mean I have to like go on a date with you or whatever. Like I don't owe you anything. But then in her head, she's like, "This guy's cute." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to know more about him. So it actually, them walking home actually becomes a date because they start getting to know each other better. Yeah. And that was some of the more fun scenes in the movie of them going back and forth with that. Um, oh, so one more thing I wanted to talk about with just some of the camera work, because there are some really nice, like there's a scene where this woman is dancing in this purple room and that song, the, the music in this, I think, is very good. Yeah, the music is um, excellent. I think sometimes the music doesn't fit the tone of what's going on in the film a little bit. Uh, I, I, I think it can be disjointed. So but I liked the songs. I just think sometimes they weren't placed in the right spots or they just didn't fit what was going on for me. I'm trying to praise the film and I, I, <laughs> I criticize it. God damn it. Uh, it's that room with her dancing. And that song, and then they have like that low angle shot. Uh -huh. They would cut to and cut back. It was really fun. It, it was like as surreal as the film got, 
And I, yeah. I really enjoyed that. I almost wished it would happen maybe once or twice more, just something really kind of strange where we just like, I don't know. I, there's a couple times where it's like a character's walking away, like towards the end where they yeah. have like a more like somber tone. Um, was there any other noticeable camera stuff that you were, that like was interesting to you or that you wanted to call out in terms of like a criticism? Um, I mean, framing in general made things look interesting and almost ominous sometimes. Um, mm -hmm. Like whenever, yeah. They, so the, yeah, that ominousness. Whenever right. they're walking home, they get confronted by somebody towards the end, but then they also go into some random person's house, which we'll talk about. This soon. talk about talk it now. Right now. Okay, so <laughs> talk about it right now. The, the framing of this whole segment <laughs> is very good, and it but it, it makes you question like. What is trying to be said right now? So they, she has to go to the bathroom, and Natalie has to go to the bathroom on their walk home. The, their walk, basically, basically what happens is they get too drunk at the party, nobody can drive, and she's like, oh, I live three miles from here, we could just walk. So they decide to walk. It's a long walk, yeah. by the way. Anyway, in, in the middle of the fucking night, too. <laughs> so, at 4 a.m. Yeah. Jesus anyway, Christ. Um, they, they're on a walk and they, she's like, I need to go to the bathroom. And they go to somebody's house and they knock on the door and they're like, hey, uh, we need to use your bathroom. And somebody opens the door and they're like, no. And they close the door yeah. in their face. And I'm like, surprised no, they even opened the door. Yeah, it, I, as soon as they were like, we're going to go knock on doors to use someone's bathroom, like, they're going to get shot really fast. Yep. Like, this is, you guys are crazy. Yep. I mean, my first thought was, why doesn't she just go piss in the bushes? Exactly. I mean, you just take a squat, do anyway, it froggy style. Anyway, uh, they they happen <laughs> enough. They happen to find another house, and they knock on that door, and the guy is in a bathrobe, and he's Dude. drinking wine, and he lets them in, and this older man oh, mason man. with his fucking chardonnay with his chardonnay his big ass tv that he just bought to put a fireplace on the screen yeah from netflix <laughs> oh my god what because this whole scene boils down to this man gives him advice he's like oh you two friends he's like yeah he's like did you want it you want it to be you more than be friends more he's than like friends. yeah <laughs> He's like, well, here, I got this you. hole. I'm gonna I got this hole in the you, bathroom. You and me can... want to be more than friends, huh? <laughs> I just thought something way more sinister was gonna happen. Cause like, yeah. why is this guy up at 4 a.m. in a bathrobe with wine, letting next to a strangers fake in, fireplace? Yeah, virile. I'm like strangers into his house. It felt like there was gonna be another shoe that was gonna drop, and it never really does. I guess it does with the the ex boyfriend bully. There's that kind of intensity but like this scene was a little confusing to me just narratively of what like did, did he really need advice from this guy couldn't his friend have called him or something i don't know and i i like the change of scenery i like how we went to somewhere else but i think the circumstances leading to that were kind of like eh it was eh, it was i don't know more could have been done there what do you think it's just a weird scene um yeah <laughs> the the if we if we extend the film to be longer, I guess we could have made more sense out of the scene. But the way it sits in the film right now, it just it does seem like it's kind of like a a a misplaced growth of the character. Like the narrative mm. arc, just it, it, it's 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 just a strange place to get a narrative arc from. I guess, yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know. I, I'd, 
like you said, who would answer their door <laughs> at four in the morning? And yeah, and if they do, they're gonna be a weirdo. Like, let's let's get weird with this guy, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I guess that's not what. This let's have an interesting scene Dude, go on instead of just being like, hey. how fucking crazy would that be, though? Like, if it's like your run of the mill you know, teenage love story. And then all of a sudden, yeah. like we, we go into this guy's house and we willingly went uh, in here, but he's a creepo weirdo dude. That would have been so crazy. Yes. I mean, the film escalates in other ways. Yeah. Cause remember when they cut through the yards yeah. and then the guy comes out with a gun or whatever. Yeah. And like, that was, that was pretty intense. We could have had that type of crazy intensity there instead of doing the, the cut across the yard thing. Because, like, she could have been apprehensive, like, oh, no, I'll just go pee in the bushes, or whatever. Like, no, you're a lady. I need to take you into a house. And he, like, takes her to the house, and then they get in there, and she's freaked out. She's creeped out by the guy, you know, and, like, something happens, and they get away. And then that's what starts their argument. Because I, I felt like the argument between, he's like, the guy, uh, Henry, is like, I want to cut across these, these yards uh -huh. to get to your house faster. She's apprehensive. They do it. Gunshots. They run away. They get chased by a car? I don't know if oh, it's just yeah, chased by a car or yeah, if they're just in the road. That's, that's my favorite scene. Um, so <laughs> they're in the road running from this gun. And we don't know, like, they, they literally just, like, the guy probably just shot in the air or in the ground. And yeah. Just to yeah. scare him off. So they're, they're running away and they're running down the road. And <laughs> there's this car <laughs> behind them. <laughs> honking at them going get the fuck off the road and he says it like three times yes and they're so dumb like just move out of the way because they think they're being chased oh, which is pretty funny it's 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 silly how did you feel about that almost third act or second act kind of conflict with like she's mad at him like what am i doing why am i even with this this uh guy i don't even know and he's leading me through like it felt a little forced there. Well, I, this, I feel uh, like what, what could have happened there or what, what could have fixed that? Cause I, I understand what you mean by felt forced. I'm indifferent about it, but what would have helped that along is just more in depth dialogue. I think mm -hmm. like, yeah, give them more opportunity to talk to each other and give them more opportunity to learn about each other to a point where they're like, oh, this kind of isn't working or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have final thoughts on this film, Dan? Anything, any scene you want to talk about? Um, yeah. The, so they, they, they get pissed off at each other and one of them runs away. And um, she, she gets, so she goes to this party earlier in the film with her boyfriend or her date. And the date mm -hmm. like finds another girl and leaves with that girl. And yeah, leaves with her. He she he leaves her there, and then <laughs> oh my the God. guy comes back and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna pick you up now. We're still on a date." And the guy has a scratch on his face, and he has like, a scratch from like a puma. Like he was he was tonguing a a panther and was like, <laughs> "I'm done making out with this jungle cat." So the. <laughs> But the story is like he he tried to rape this girl that he. I raped. it is heavily implied. Yeah. I thought maybe he even killed her. I yeah. was terrified but of this guy. He scratched her and then he ended up leaving, 
And he's like, yeah, I didn't get any. So now I'm back with you. And then she's like, well, I'm not having any of this. And then he's like, this date is over when I say it's over. I'm like, what? Yikes. You yeah, lost psycho. that train whenever you left with another girl. Like, you mm-hmm. crazy, crazy person. So anyway. we got White Knight showing up, his beautiful, perfect hair. And, uh, you know, they have a, they have a pretty, pretty good fight. I thought this fight was pretty well choreographed. See, now um, that is where I'm going to disagree. Because all right. <laughs> I thought the fight was very underwhelming and it was hidden I, I, on purpose, I think, in the low light. Because, I, I don't know, I just, it felt... Well, very, yeah, they're, they're it, not like Bruce Lee. Yeah, it just felt <laughs> I get it, I, I get know. it. I know. Think about how simple the fight scene in... Simple but effective. How, how simple but effective it is in Back to the Future. Yeah. Like, it's just a single punch, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. But, I don't know, it has to be something shown, and I feel like we shied away from it because we didn't necessarily um, know how to choreograph it in a way that made, mm-hmm. made it look like it was a choreographed fight. Yes. And, but I think them, the director working around that, I mm-hmm. think he did a pretty good job yeah. with navigating the waters of, I don't, f- you know, fuck. Let's just do a, we're going to do a fight scene now. <laughs> so I, I think they did a pretty good job in that respect. Let me, let me defend it a little bit. Like my stance, like the fight sure. scene was okay. It mm-hmm. didn't, it didn't ruffle any feathers, but what, what I did find off putting about it has how it concluded in that the guy gets punched and then you feel like he still has more juice in him, but he's like, ah, uh... yeah, whatever like sour grapes I, it's probably shitty anyway and then he leaves like that felt oh, that felt it was okay. a little too we let him off easy I guess because it looked like yeah. he had a little bit more fervor in him to keep fighting I kind of equated that to like that guy was probably drunk mm. and, and he, he just got he, his nose busted yeah, he just and he's made like, out with the puma too so yeah he's like I'm gonna go home to my puma wife I don't have time for this <laughs> I like big cats, and both of you are not that. So, you know, he got into his... his <laughs> no, I, don't, I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um, so kind of like my closing thing for me is... Um, the beginning was a little slow for me. I feel like we could have... Certain scenes weren't getting to the point fast enough about... Because, like, me watching, like, kids, like, party is not that entertaining i want to know more about henry i want to know more about his friend you know i want to want to be introduced to more of these characters and what's going on with them more have like more personalized scenes with them um we could have done a montage we could have done something to kind of speed it up there was one scene with like they're doing flip cup and there was a cool shot of like dude that scene was awesome it was good but i just feel like it went on for too long it was this glass and it was showing the flip cups being thrown on the table over and over and it was cool but it, it just went on for a little long um, so some of that pacing could be tightened up. Um, but overall it's, it's pretty good. It was pretty good. There's definitely okay. some, uh, edges that we could be. So uh, here's, here, here's, here's my, my final thought and suggestion for All improvement. Right. Um, apples, oranges, lemons, limes, but, but, okay. but Kamehameha, right? 
So Goku you, shows up. If you don't know who I'm talking about, if you don't know what I mean, just like make it like an anime fighting style where he says apples, yeah. oranges, lemons, limes, and then like fucking punches that kid into Dude. next Tuesday. Actually, you know what? That would have been really funny. <laughs> that would have been. That would not have totally fit the film at all. But we both would have loved that. Would have so stupid. So he does like a comedy version of the same film, and that's, they put that in there. Um, one thing too, though, I wish there was more of an explanation as to why he picks those words specifically. Yeah. Because earlier in the film, he talks about how he lists a bunch of different things, and he's like, all of that's just kind of what stars are made out of. And that's what we're made out of too. And I thought that was really interesting. So I thought maybe he was listing different things that were made of stars, but I don't, I think maybe I'm jumping to a conclusion Very that wasn't so. brought you are, into the film. You, you are thinking too much and it's making you sound like an idiot. Well, I mean, I don't need a lot of, <laughs> I don't need a lot of help there, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying having a little more connection between some yeah. of that dialogue would be more enjoyable for the film goer. It'd be like, oh, okay, Absolutely. that's how that ties together. Yeah. That's what's going on film there. Film goers want to make the connections themselves, for sure. Yeah, even if they're simple ones. Yes. It's, it's fun to see this is what the theme is. This is what's going on. Uh, but yeah, okay. All right, Thanks guys. again. You can find us on Twitter at IndieFilmPod. You can find us on Instagram at IndieFilmReviewPod. You can email us at TheIndieFilmReview at gmail.com. Get us there. Get us square. I believe Cinema Now, Lewis Holder, <laughs> he sent us to us on Instagram. And then um, yep. the other one sent it to us on Gmail. Gmail. We will watch everything you send to us. But bear in mind, Absolutely. it's a long list. It's a long list. So be part of it. Be part of the family. Just because <laughs> we haven't watched your film yet doesn't mean you're not part of the family. Part of the family. Yeah, thank you, Lewis. Thank you, Pat, for sending us your films. We really appreciate it. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your extended relatives. Tell your old Mima and your papa who don't even know what podcasts are. Just shove it in their face and just play it for them. They can't escape. They can't stop it. They don't even know what you're doing. They think you're an angel there to take them to heaven. And uh, it's a free listen for us. We'll take it. <laughs> That's all we need. <laughs> oh, it's all we need. It's all we need Those is exposure. Lessons. Expose yourself to your grandma and grandpa. Ooh. <laughs> Expose yourself. In a, by showing them our podcast is what I mean. <laughs> Expose your heart to love is what I meant. Thank you, you all again. Daniel, the final the... word. Oh, okay. Um, I like big cats and I cannot lie. Cannot you lie. other pumas can't deny when a panther walks in with an itty-bitty waist and a meow and a thing tail. in your face. <laughs> you get meowed. podcasts but there are so many out there and it's hard to know what's good 
Well, my friend, it is not as hard as you might think because Necropodicon has you covered. They've got movie reviews, horror shows, games, comedy, and improv, so all you gotta do is head on over to Necropodicon.com to find your new favorite podcast. Yeehaw! Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.